Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. This week's reading is Parashah 12. And you'll find that on page 55 of your complete Jewish Bible. Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years. Thus Jacob lived to be 147 years old. The time came when Israel was approaching death, and he called for his son Joseph and said to him, If you truly love me, please put your hand under my thigh and pledge that, out of consideration for me, you will not bury me in Egypt. Rather, when I sleep with my fathers, you are to carry me out of Egypt and bury me where they are buried. He replied, I will do as you have said. He said, Swear it to me. And he swore to him. Then Israel bowed down at the head of his bed. A while later, someone told Joseph that his father was ill. He took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Jacob was told, Here comes your son, Joseph. Israel gathered his strength and sat up in bed. Jacob said to Joseph, El Shaddai appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me, saying to me, I will make you fruitful and numerous. I will make of you a group of peoples, and I will give this land to your descendants to possess forever. Now your two sons, who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt, are mine. Ephraim and Manasseh will be as much mine as Reuben and Simon. The children born to you after them will be yours, but for purposes of inheritance, they are to be counted with their older brother. Now as for me, when I came from Padan, Rachel died suddenly, as we were traveling through the land of Canaan while we were still some distance from Ephrath. So I buried her there on the way to Ephrath, also known as Beit Lechem. Then Israel noticed Joseph's sons and asked, Whose are these? Joseph answered his father, They are my sons whom God has given me here. Jacob replied, I want you to bring them here to me so that I can bless them. Now Israel's eyes were dim with age, so he could not see. Joseph brought his sons near near to him, and he kissed them and embraced them. Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see even you again, but God has allowed me to see your children too. Joseph brought them out from between his legs and prostrated himself on the ground. And Joseph took them both, Ephraim in his right hand toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand toward Israel's right hand, and brought them near to him. But Israel put out his right hand and laid it on the head of the younger, Ephraim, and put his left hand on the head of Manasseh. He intentionally crossed his hands, even though Manasseh was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph, the God in whose presence my fathers Abraham and Isaac lived, the God who has been my own shepherd all my life long to this day. The angel who has rescued me from all harm 
bless these boys. <coughs> May they remember who I am and what I stand for. And likewise, my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, who they were and what they stood for. And may they grow into teeming multitudes on the earth. When Joseph saw that his father was laying his right hand on Ephraim's head, it displeased him. And he lifted up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head and place it instead on Manasseh's head. Joseph said to his father, Don't do it that way, my father, for this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know that, my son, I know it. He too will become a people, and he too will be great. Nevertheless, his younger brother will be greater than he, and his descendants will grow into many nations. Then he added this blessing on them. <coughs> Excuse me. Israel will speak of you in, in their own blessing by saying, May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. Thus he put Ephraim's ahead of, Ma, of Manasseh. Israel then said to Joseph, You see that I'm dying. But God will be with you and will bring you back to the land of your ancestors. Moreover, I am giving to you a <coughs> shoulder of Shechem, more than your brothers. I captured it from the Emmeri with my sword and bow. And Jacob called for his sons and said, Gather yourselves together and I will tell you what will happen to you in the end times. Assemble yourselves and listen. Sons of Jacob, pay attention to Israel, your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my strength, the first fruits of my manhood. Though superior in vigor and power, you are unstable as water, so your superiority will end, because you climbed into your father's bed and defiled him. He climbed unto my concubine's couch. Simon and Levi are brothers, related by weapons of violence. Let me not enter their council. Let my honor not be connected with their people. For in their anger they killed men, and at their whim they maimed cattle. Cursed be their anger, for it has been fierce. Their fury, for it has been cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Judah, your brothers will acknowledge you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. My son, you stand over the prey. He crouches down and stretches like a lion, like a lioness who dares to provoke him. Who dares to provoke him? scepter will not pass from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his legs, until he comes to whom obedience belongs. And it is he whom the peoples will obey, tying his donkey to the vine, his donkey's colt to the choice grapevine. He washes his clothes in wine, and his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes will be darker than wine, his teeth whiter than milk. Zebulun will live at the seashore, with ships anchoring along 
his coast and his border at Zion. Issachar is a strong donkey lying down in the sheep shed. On seeing how good is settled life and how pleasant the country, he will bend his back to the burden and submit to forced labor. Dan will judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan will be a viper on the road, a horned snake in the path, path that bites the horse's heels so its rider falls off backwards. I wait for your deliverance, Adonai. Gad, a troop will troop on him, and he will troop on their heels. Asher's food is rich. He will provide food fit for a king. Naphtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns. Joseph is a fruitful plant, a fruitful plant by a spring, with branches climbing over the walls. The archers attacked him fiercely, shooting at him and pressuring him hard. But his bow remained taut and his arms were made nimble by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. From there, from the shepherd, the stone of Israel, by the God of your father, who will help you, by El Shaddai, who will bless you with blessings from heaven above, blessings from the deep lying below, blessings from the breast and the womb. The blessings of your father are more powerful than the blessings of my parents, extending to the furthest of the everlasting hills. They will be on the head of Joseph, on the brow of a prince among his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf, in the morning devouring the prey, in the evening still dividing the spoil. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is how their father spoke to them and blessed them, giving them his own individual blessing. Then he charged them as follows. I am to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my ancestors in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite, the cave in the field of Machpelah, by Mamre in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought together with the field from Ephron the Hittite as a burial place belonging to him. There they buried Abraham and his wife Sarah. There they buried Isaac and his wife Rebekah. And there I buried Leah, the field and the cave in it, which was purchased from the sons of Het. When Jacob had finished charging his sons, he drew his legs up into the bed, breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. Joseph fell on his father's face, wept over him, and kissed him. Then Joseph ordered the physicians in his service to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. Forty days were spent at this, the normal amount of time for embalming. Then the Egyptians mourned for him seventy days. When the period of mourning was over, Joseph addressed to the household of Pharaoh, I would like to ask a favor. Tell Pharaoh my father had me swear an oath. He said, I'm going to die. You are to bury me in my grave, which I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. Therefore I beg you, let me go up and bury my father. I will return. And Pharaoh responded, Go up and bury your father, as 
he made you swear. So Joseph went up to bury his father. With him went all Pharaoh's servants, the leaders of his household and the leaders of the land of Egypt, along with the entire household of Joseph, his brothers and his father's household. Only their little ones, their flocks and their cattle did they leave in the land of Goshen. Moreover, there went up with him both chariots and horsemen. It was a very large caravan. When they arrived at the threshing floor in Atad, beyond the Jordan, they raised a loud and bitter lamentation, mourning for his father seven days. When the local inhabitants, the Canaanites, saw the mourning on the floor of Atad, they said, How bitterly the Egyptians are mourning. This is why the place was given the name Abel Mitzion, mourning of Egypt, there beyond the Jordan. His sons did to him as he had ordered them to do. They carried him into the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave in the field of Mechapella, which Abraham had bought, along with the field, as a burial place belonging to him from Ephraim the Hittite by Mamre. Then, after burying his father, Joseph returned to Egypt, he, his brothers, and all who had gone up with him to bury his father. Realizing that their father was dead, Joseph's brothers said, Joseph may hate us now and pay us back in full for all the suffering we caused him. So they sent a message to Joseph which said, Your father gave this order before he died. Say to Joseph, I beg you now, please forgive your brother's crime and wickedness in doing you harm. So now we beg of you, forgive the crime of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him, and his brothers too came, prostrated themselves before him, and said, Here, we are your slaves. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You meant to do me harm, but God meant it for good, so that it would come about as it is today with many people's lives being saved. So don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. In this way, he comforted them, speaking kindly to them. Joseph continued living in Egypt, he and his father's household. Joseph lived 110 years. Joseph lived to see Ephraim's Ephraim's great-grandchildren, and the children of Manasseh, son Hakir, were born on Joseph's knees. Joseph said to his brothers, I am dying, but God will surely remember you and bring you up out of this land to the land which he swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then Joseph took an oath from the sons of Israel. God will surely remember you, and you are to carry my bones up from here. So Joseph died at the age of 110, and they embalmed him and put him in a coffin in Egypt. Then we have 1 Kings 2 through 1 to 12. Find that on page 368. 1 Kings 2-1. The time came near for David to die. So he commissioned Solomon, his son, as follows. 
I'm going the way of all the earth. Therefore be strong. Show yourself a man. Observe the charge of Adonai, your God, to go in his ways and keep his regulations, mitzvah, rulings, and instructions in accordance with what was written in the Torah of Moses, so that you will succeed in all you do and wherever you go. If you do, Adonai will fulfill what he promised me when he said, Dear children, pay attention to how they live, conducting themselves before me honestly with all their heart and being. You will never lack a man on the throne of Israel. Moreover, you are aware of what Yohab, the son of Zerorah, did to me. That is, what he did to the two commanders of the armies of Israel. Abner the son of Ner and Amasa the son of Yeter. He killed them, shedding the blood of war in peacetime, putting the blood of war on the belt around his waist and the shoes on his feet. Therefore, act according to your wisdom. Don't let his gray head go down to the grave in peace. But show kindness to the sons of Barazali, the Gidei, include them with those who eat at your table because they come because they came and stood with me when I was fleeing from Abashon your brother Absalom excuse me Absalom your brother finally you have with you Simon the son of Gera the Benamite from Bethurim he laid a terrible curse on me when I was on my way to Macadamia, but he came down to meet me at the Jordan, so I swore to him by Adonai that I would not have him put to death with the sword. Now, however, you should not let him go unpunished. You are a wise man, and you will know what you should do to him. You will bring his gray head down to the grave with blood. Then David slept with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David. David had ruled Israel for 40 years, seven years in Hebron, and 33 years in Jerusalem. Solomon sat on the throne of David his father, and his rule had become firmly established. And then we have Revelation 7, 1 through 17. You find that on page fifteen thirty-nine. Revelation seven fifteen? No. Seven one. Okay, Revelation seven one. After this I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth, so that no wind would blow on the land, on the sea or on any tree. I saw another angel coming up from the east with a seal from the living God. And he shouted to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea. Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until I have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. I heard how many 
were sealed. It was 144,000 from every tribe of the people of Israel. It was uh, from the tribe of Judah, 12,000. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. From the tribe of Simon, 12,000. From the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Ithacar, 12,000. From the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. And from the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. And from the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000. After this I looked, and there before me was a huge crowd, too large for anyone to count from every nation, tribe, people, and language. They were standing in front of the throne and in front of the Lamb, dressed in white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. And they shouted, Victory to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne, the elders and the four living beings. They fell face down before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory, wisdom and thanks, honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. We'll go to the end. Oh. One of the elders asked me, these people dressed in white robes, who are they and where are they from? Sir, I answered, you know, you know. Then he told me, these are the people who have come out of the great persecution. They have washed their robes and made them white with the blood of the lamb. That is why they are before God's throne. Day and night they serve him in his temple and the one who sits on the throne will put the Shekinah upon them. They will never again be hungry. They will never again be thirsty. The sun will not beat down on them, nor will any burning heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will shepherd them, will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. And then Revelation 14, one, two, seven. Then I looked, and there was the Lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him were a hundred and forty-four thousand who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. I heard a sound from heaven like the sound of rushing waters, and like the sound of pealing thunder. The sound I heard was also like that of harpers playing on their harps. They were singing a new song before the throne and before the four living beings and the elders, and no one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been ransomed from the world. These are the ones who have not defiled themselves with women, for they are virgins. They follow the Lamb wherever He goes. They have been ransomed from among humanity as first fruits for God and the Lamb. On their lips no lie was found. They are without defect. Next I saw another angel flying in mid-heaven, 
with everlasting good news to proclaim to those living on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. In a loud voice he said, Fear God, give him glory, for the hour has come when he will pass judgment. Worship the one who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. Thank you, Father God, for a great parashah. Even though it was shorter than usual, we sure enjoyed our time spent in the Word. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, we pray, and we ask for your protection. We humble ourselves before you as we ask for your protection, Lord. Amen. Amen.